0: So this past week the NHL Seattle group hosted a pretty awesome uh, watch party for opening night for the NHL and guess who won a t-shirt <laughs> this How did guy that happen? I I feel, I feel like it was rigged yeah it might have been yeah uh, so what's really funny is now I've been to I guess two watch parties similar watch parties the first one was hosted by our own John Barr uh, for the Stanley Cup finals last year and the second one was hosted by nhl seattle i've won the raffle at both of those and those might be the only two raffles i've ever won in my life so uh so the two (laughs) the two biggest prizes i've won now are an nhl to seattle mug and an nhl 2020 t-shirt from NHL Seattle which I actually already had one of those so <laughs> so I'm a big oh, winner who says watching hockey doesn't pay off yeah totally uh that was a pretty good time though we'll talk about it more during the uh the rest of the show here but good on NHL Seattle to uh to put that event on there were probably about 200 people there John you seemed like you were a, a kid in a candy store there you were like you reminded me of like a proud father at like a kid's wedding Like everyone's coming up and being like, oh, so proud of you and so happy for you and this and that. So yeah, I I was
1: getting mobbed constantly the whole time. And and to be honest, I don't think I saw
0: Five minutes of hockey that whole night. I was there for about six hours. Yep, you were Mr. Celebrity that night. So uh, good time, good for them to put that on, and uh, and a nice celebration of all the positive news that's come from all the the NHL stuff coming to Seattle. So uh, that was a a good event. Hopefully you got to join as well. Who knew we had such a celebrity in our midst? Yeah. (laughs) Aside from the three of us being on this podcast, which has turned us into overnight celebrities, as I'm sure you all can uh, imagine. Yeah, we had... uh, Mr. Barr, the uh, the cock of the walk, wandering around there like he like he owned the place. <laughs> Sound of Hockey episode five. We are kind of shocked that we've made it this far. Five weeks, you guys. Can you believe that?
2: <laughs> it, <laughs> wow. feels like it, it feels like it was just yesterday. Yeah.
0: Uh, we are not recording live from Bardown Studios. And uh, by the way, I've learned that Bardown Studios is actually not located in Ballard. Uh, somebody corrected me on that. But we're just going to keep saying that because let's be honest, John, <laughs> our listeners don't really need to know the exact location of your uh, house. That's correct. That's, that's probably... <laughs> That's probably preferred. I'm gonna have a couple of hot
1: takes.
2: I don't want I don't want people to know where I live. <laughs> You're gonna <to> get egged. <laughs> I've been selling maps to stars of the local hockey celebrities. Yeah, So, uh, sign, so. yeah, it's got it's got Dave Tippett's <laughs> house and John's house, and that's yeah, it. That's right.
0: Uh, so we are not recording live from Bardown Studios today. We are actually recording remotely. So uh, hopefully we'll have decent enough sound quality for this one. But uh, John selfishly has taken a vacation and he is in new york city but not selfishly he uh he would not sacrifice the podcast for his vacation so good for you john thank you for joining us as always
1: that's right i'm uh i'm in new york right now and i'm going to
0: attend an nhl game yeah at the uh the house that john tavera's built right tomorrow in brooklyn (laughs) that's that's right (laughs) <laughs> that's right yeah so we'll get into it but um
1: i get to see the islanders versus the sharks and so that's going to be three seattle thunderbirds yeah. on the ice at the same time and, and your buddy and that's your right guy,
2: your guy that's
1: right
0: <laughs> dylan Gambrell. oh from lake there's Woof. your bingo card there it is man not even five minutes into the show and we have a <laughs> dylan Gambrell <laughs> notification yeah, I mean, that, that should be fun for you. Those are kind of your two teams that you'd really like to watch the most with uh, with Barzal, obviously, on the Islanders, and your guys, the San Jose Sharks. Speaking of the San Jose Sharks, they played uh, during that little watch party that we had at the Queen Anne – what's that called? Queen Anne Beer Hall, which was a great place to watch, by the way, because it was yeah. huge and open, and you had the, the two big projector screens. So that was such a cool yep. event. The games that we did watch, so there was that game, which I think the Sharks – Ended up kind of getting getting it handed to him, didn't they, by the Ducks? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yep. But he did have that kind of sick shorthanded goal by I think was it Hurdle. Yep. Yeah. So yep. that was cool. Uh, nice little moment for your San Jose Sharks, but not their best game. Again, again, though, no, I didn't get to see much of the game because I mm-hmm. was you know, shaking hands and kissing babies. Pumps. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, exactly. that's, that's why, <laughs> you know, the sharks probably lost cause you weren't paying close enough attention. That's usually what I blame. Obviously. Yeah. That's Obviously. usually <laughs> <laughs> when, when the wild <laughs> lose, I usually blame myself if I'm not paying close enough attention. So, uh, but in other news at that party, they had the caps just getting abs or absolutely smoking the Bruins, which I thought was interesting. And then they had two carats got pulled in that game did you guys see Brad Marchand fighting Lars Eller in that game by chance? Yeah,
2: it, it was it caused a lot of controversy because <laughs> it was after Ellers had scored the seven nothing goal, and the Bruins felt that he showboated a little bit too much, which I'm not sure he was doing. But well, the irony of that is. The guy fighting
0: Art Eller is arguably the biggest showboat of all time. Yes. And, yes. and Marshawn, like, you know, and I think I, I remember seeing something where he skated past the Vancouver Canucks bench and, like, kissed his rings or something like that. So he's a, he's just a little scumbag. And of course, he he
2: pulls somebody <laughs> into a fight
0: that doesn't want to fight and gets them all bloodied and beaten. And I saw he's actually listening on the injury report now. So
2: Marshawn has, Marshawn has never been one to really live up to the same standard that he seems to want to apply to, you know, other other hockey players as far as the code or how you play the game totally and I I didn't think I mean they said he was showboating but Eller did that little wrist thing where he you know twirled his wrist around and I didn't think it was that bad uh, you know it wasn't like he jumped into the glass or did the hot hand thing on the ice after he scored the goal so it just seemed a little ridiculous
1: well did you catch uh Don Cherry on uh, Saturday night talking about it I did not.
0: Uh, yeah, he loved it. He yeah, loved it. Of course. Of yeah. course. <laughs> <laughs> Good Canadian boy. Uh, but another one, too. We had uh, Hamanick. Travis Hamanick was fighting Eric Goodbranson of the Canucks, and now Hamanick, who is not a fighter at all, uh, has a broken face. So, oopsie-daisy there. <laughs> That's a upper uh, body injury. Yeah, so anyway, it was actually a pretty fun night of hockey. The, the Leafs also played against the – Habs. I promise I won't turn this into a Maple Leafs podcast. I've said that every show. <laughs> uh, but of course, John Tavares scores in his in his debut. Austin Matthews scores two goals, including the game winner. Uh, wasn't even wearing his turtleneck that we mentioned on the last podcast. So
2: <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure it went on right after the game though. Yeah,
0: totally. That's his. That's his commuting outfit. He wears that. I think. I think turtleneck. he's contractually
2: obligated now. Now
0: that I, he's p- probably yeah. GQ <laughs> is filling his pockets with turtleneck money. So, <laughs> but anyway, it was a really good event. Uh, yes, I did win a T-shirt, and yes, I am currently wearing that T-shirt as we are recording this uh, show.
2: The fishy thing about that is I, I feel like you, uh, the first drawing was right after you got there. Yeah. But they didn't really uh... – shake them up or anything
0: yeah i don't know how how well the hopper was working there and the hopper by the way was just a, a glass boot so one thing i thought about
1: at that at event so it was at the queen anne beer hall which is about six five or six blocks away from um the key arena is i thought about how awesome of a pre-game venue that will be because yeah. they'll just have hockey on it's kind of big and open and like open tables it's it's kind of a, a modeled off a Hofbrau House in Germany, and it would—it's ju- going to be pretty cool once we have some actual NHL games being played at the arena. Just doing a little pregame there, it's, it's uh, all ages too, so it's—it's it's pretty cool. It's a great venue. I'm—I'm I'm kind of excited to do a couple more uh, events
2: there throughout the season. Yeah, it's funny—it's funny you say that because you know what my first thought was is that because it's so close to Seattle Center and the, where the arena is going to be, is I thought, what a cool. Place to have the Stanley Cup celebrating party for the team. Oh, hello! Bring in, their, bring in their family, just run up a huge tab, and just go crazy. You can't really, yeah. can't really break anything in that place. It was just a- yeah. we, we don't even industrial. We yeah. don't even have a
0: team name yet, and you're planning the parade routes. <laughs> <laughs> My
2: goodness, that might be putting the cart a little before hey, the horse. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta visualize success to get That's success. true. <laughs> That's fair. I'm putting that on t-shirts, which which Darren will win in a prize at a watch party. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, before we dive too much into the Seattle news, which uh, we're, we're going to get to very shortly, I do want to mention that we had a couple more reviews come in. So, thank you guys. I know that, like I said, we keep pounding you for reviews. And you're coming up in a big way, and it's been awesome. So, the gentleman who put the, the crap weasels comments on... Uh, SoundCloud that we mentioned last week was apparently aging hockey fan and he also wrote us a review on iTunes. I am aging hockey fan on SoundCloud and I stand by my crap weasels comment. Yes, I agree with you. (laughs) Aging hockey fan, you stay strong on that. Uh, He says, another great show. Somewhat surprised that Joe Thornton's beard was the lead story, but another enjoyable show geared to hockey (laughs) fans in Seattle. Yeah, I mean, sure. How was it not the lead story? Yeah, I, I don't know how you would make anything else the lead story.
2: Aren't we all aging hockey fans?
0: Yes, totally. Uh, But, you know, on that topic, we kind of intentionally go with something just a little bit lighthearted to start the show, because think about it from the outsider's perspective that doesn't live in Seattle, and we don't want to immediately turn those people away by just... Jiving into like city council talk <laughs> or whatever so that's kind of why we do that and uh you know we try to just keep it fun at the beginning and but anyway thank you so much aging hockey fan for the review and for uh continuing to support uh we also had sick clone cyclone says excellent work however cyclone gives us a 4.5 star review fortunately uh-oh, for uh-oh. us yeah well fortunately for us the system automatically rounds up to five stars so kind of lucked out there he says this is a five four and a half star review i'm really digging the seattle slash washington state take on hockey including the local team coverage updates on what the whl alum are doing and the nhl coverage i need to dock a half star for making me listen to john barr talk about his overtime goal again (laughs) in beer league i didn't care to watch it live let alone hear it recorded for the world to hear for hear about for all eternity otherwise great show so way to go John you cost us half a star with that little story the irony there is by reading his review he basically has to hear about it again yeah that's (laughs) (laughs) speaking of which can you just start from the top and tell that story once more
2: in in great detail like who you you beat like who you deked around (laughs) who was on the ice yeah no I'm not gonna do that I'm not gonna do that okay All right. so this is why we don't disclose the location of Bardown Studios that's right. right
0: he's yeah I'm telling you you're gonna get egged one of these days, Bardown Studios. <laughs> On that topic, though, uh, we also had somebody write a, uh, a review for the Puck Review, uh, which I... <laughs> I thought it was really cool. It was like a comprehensive, like 700 or 800 word story on uh, the puck about us. And it was really, really nice and positive and uh, also shocking how much that gentleman seems to know about us. So uh,
2: <laughs>
0: that was really cool. Uh, we've tweeted that out. So give it a, give it a read. Cause it was, I mean, for us, it was really, really fun to read that. Well, so. and, and on that note, he, you know, if you scan
1: some of his other entries, it's pretty cool. He does some reviews of, of books and other podcasts and it's pretty, it's pretty neat. It's a kind of a niche that it's clear. He's, he's kind of, trying to carve out and and i think
0: they're actually pretty good reviews yeah well written comprehensive yes yeah, so it's pretty cool he obviously has great taste based on his uh his positive reviews <laughs> of us so <laughs> uh but yeah please do continue sending those reviews again it it really helps us make sure you're subscribed on itunes or soundcloud or uh i guess uh spotify wherever uh but again thank you very much and we appreciate the cont- continued support now let's get into that seattle news that we just alluded to which i guess the the biggest news this week and we're recording this on Sunday this week, and uh, technically it hasn't been officially announced, but it has been widely reported that the practice facility is going to be officially revealed uh, Monday to be in Northgate. What are our thoughts on this, John? Well, I think it's, uh, it's awesome, right, to hear that. They've been
1: teasing it about... Teasing us about the practice facility for for probably three or four months now, um, and it's located in Northgate, which um, for people not familiar with the area, you know, four or five miles north of the city, right off the freeway, right off I five. Strategically, it's right next to a a light rail stop that's going to go in, and, and for those people not familiar with Seattle. We don't have a lot of mass transit or a kind of like rail system, but this is part of the the new rail system going in. It's supposed to open up in 2021. And that just opens the door uh, for more people to play and, and get to a rink yeah. without having to rely on driving or going through traffic, which can be a bear in Seattle. It's pretty awesome. Um, some other details we've heard about it that, again, unconfirmed uh three sheets which is amazing because we don't have actually we don't have any ice in the city of seattle so to get three added, kind of in the most central, dense part of the area, mm-hmm. is
0: awesome. Coincidentally, I was I was three sheets yesterday.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I think the closest one was in Mount Lake Terrace, right? You were yeah. telling me the Highland Ice yeah. Arena, which is aging.
0: Mount Lake Terrace is
1: Olympic View. Oh, okay. Highland is in Shoreline, but they're gotcha, gotcha. they're relatively close to each other. But Highland is definitely aging. And but yeah, the three sheets is going to be awesome. I you know I play two or three times a week. Just last Thursday, I started a game at 11 p.m. Um, So it'll be nice, and and I had to go to Kent, which I have no problem driving to Kent um, to go play a game, but it would be nice to have uh, some rinks closer, like three sheets all together. Uh, I would imagine that they'll probably have some kind of restaurant or bar. I also can imagine it being uh, an opportunity to showcase the team. And so kind of more like grandstand kind of seating so that, um, you know, they can sell tickets. And I went out to uh, the Boston Bruins practice facility, and that's where the Boston pride of the NWHL play. And so I imagine a little bit more of a structured kind of a, not a very small arena where you can it can really host
2: big games or practices and and pack pack the place. And and Boston, but you mentioned the bar like like Sharks Ice in San Jose has that uh, they have I believe three or four sheets, so it'll be open to the whole community. I, I think even at times the the main sheet where the team will practice when they're not in town or not not using it, I think they probably will make it available. Uh, to either youth hockey or adult rec hockey,
0: I'm excited to see how the team uses that from a like a, a community like connecting with the team situation. Like I know that Vegas in its opening year, it was such a huge draw to go to their open practices, and it got to a point where they were like overfilling it by capacity for practice, which I think is so cool. And I would be very interested to see if, especially if if uh, the Seattle team gets off to a decent start. It happens the same way where that becomes a huge draw as well to go see uh, the team practice. You get so much more up close with the team and in a building like that than you do, uh, you know, obviously in, in an 18,000 seat arena. So it's it would be really, really cool if they do something like that. I'm hoping that they do. Uh, and, and if that becomes a draw for the new team when it gets here. Yeah, I remember yeah.
2: seeing I remember seeing video last year on Twitter. I, I believe it was during the playoffs where the the Golden Knights were having a practice in Vegas, and people were lined up out the door to get in and watch it. And I think they actually had more lined up than they could fit. So it's pretty amazing what that can do to help bond a, a community to the team.
1: The Interesting thing about um, the the Vegas uh, practice facility—it's only one sheet, I believe. Yeah, and, or one or two, so, I think. well, maybe two. That's right. Yeah, there's two. Um, but they're probably already they've already outgrown the capacity there, and and that's what I anticipate with um, the NHL Seattle or NHL Seattle facility is by the time they open. People start getting more excited, more, more and more excited, and, and they're going to need a place to stay. Not to mention, it's it continues to be a growing city. So we're we're at capacity, I think, with the local hockey rinks now. And so, just adding three sheets will be a great start. But I think they're going to need more. And I know um, Tacoma's adding another sheet. They they have one sheet, so they're going to add a second sheet. And, and I believe Kent is technically approved to build a second sheet on their their arena or their facility so you know there's a lot of pent-up demand and i think it's just going to continue to grow and it should be interesting and i love the i love the the hub being kind of in the city limits mm-hmm. um i know there was a lot of speculation that it would be on the east side which are tend to be where more of the families have traditionally lived and i know smoking on the east side is they're at capacity too i mean i, I Go to their rinks, and there's a hundred kids on the ice at the same time. It seems like I don't I don't know the numbers, but they really pack them in there.
2: Well, like Wiki talked a lot about in that about growing the sport and an educational component to this practice facility. And and one of the things he mentioned was like having an auditorium where they could teach hockey, you know, off ice. And so uh, I would be curious to see at the press conference on Monday. Uh, if that's something that they are going to be able to put into the, to this new facility. It sounds like that's something they want to do. So they really do want to, you know, he's, he's talked about being an additive to the, the hockey that's already in Seattle. And so this just seems like a big step in that direction.
0: It's an ownership group that seems to be, you know, not cutting any corners or anything like that and definitely not going cheap on anything. So I would, <laughs> I would expect this facility to be really, really top-notch. Uh, you're seeing that around the league. That's the trend that they're going towards they want the players of the teams to have a, a comfortable place that's uh, that's easy for them to get to and away from uh, the actual arena that they – that they play in itself. So um, I, I think it's going to be just a great thing for them and and for the city. And hopefully it, you know, it does lead to a, a much greater growth around the local hockey community as well.
2: And you know what's interesting to me is is these practice facilities are pretty common in American-based NHL teams. Like you go up to Vancouver and the Canucks practice at Rogers Arena or Rogers Place, whatever, mm-hmm. whichever one Rogers they have, you know, their 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 practice facility is the actual arena. They've got a big weight room that's right across in their locker rooms, all their, their team headquartered there. You know, part of that is because there's a rink in every community in in Vancouver, so they don't they don't really need to have a, a central hub like that. Or you know, growing the sports a little bit different there. And so it's interesting to see that. That, just that divide, because most of the US teams will have a big practice facility like this where the public can come and youth can play. and So it's a really interesting thing. I, I've experienced, the only one I've been to is in San Jose, because my, my nephew and niece play there. And it's a pretty impressive facility, and, and you wouldn't think in California that there would be something like that, but it's it's pretty top-notch. Uh, there is a nice bar that overlooks all the rinks, so you can sit up there and have a beer and, and watch watch your, your kids or whoever's playing.
0: Speaking of the arena here, uh, we had the preseason basketball game this past week. Uh, are we good to go now for construction? I mean, are the are the keys hand over, handed over to uh, the NHL Seattle group? The key to the key?
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it depends who you talk to. Um, what
1: I've seen and heard is that the city of Seattle is saying that they have the right to do pre-demolition work, which is, you know, taking down electrical. Probably There's probably a lot of stuff that they need to take out of there before they, you know, really start the demo. And that can start pretty much now, I believe. But there's still a contingency about not doing demolition until they get an NHL team, which is, we went through that last week not to relive it, but essentially they need that rubber stamp in in what seems to be December. Um, Now there's a chance that the OVG could kind of ask for a waiver or some kind of conditional approval from the city that can be waived. That might pop up in the next couple of weeks, or it might not. I know that the timeline of starting the demolition in December is according to OVG, they still think they can hit their um, October, 2020 date. And so that's good but it'd be nice to start demo sooner.
2: Yeah, but it, but it sounds like just even start doing this, this prep work is, is pretty significant. Like if they, you know, cause we, we talked about how they have an aggressive timeline here and I'm not a, a construction expert or by any stretch, but I, I would imagine that if they had to wait until December before they could even start doing this prep stuff, that that would be a significant blow in their timeline.
1: Yeah, you would think so. Cause that probably is an, adds another month or two at least. Yeah, before, they, before you can start really yeah, doing the work, yeah. yeah.
0: All right. Well, should we transition into something a little bit more fun for the outside hockey fan? Sounds good. Okay. Do you guys know what I'm heading towards? That's why I didn't acknowledge that. Yeah. yeah, I'm, of course, talking about <laughs> the latest in goalie gear. This is So we're going to do a all segment right. here. We won't do it every week. I promise we won't do it every week. But the segment sure. is called sure. goalie, goalie Gear Corner. Uh, and the only idea... Has,
2: only has news, news warrants.
0: Yes, yes, correct. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, Goalie Gear Corner, which, of course, every goalie likes to sit in the corner and the locker room because they have to spread out and put all their stupid equipment everywhere. Have you guys seen Mike Smith's new helmet i I like mike smith's helmet that's pretty sweet okay good so he's only gonna wear it for the throwbacks uh when they wear the throwback uniforms the red and yellow with the white uh calgary C. but basically what it is is it's a a mike vernon mask like back when mike vernon didn't wear like a painted mask he wore like a cooper helmet with uh with a cat eye cage Kind of similar to what like Chris Osgood would have worn. Yep. Well, basically, he's taken a, a modern mask and he's gotten that painted on it. So it and it's done so well that it really does look like he's wearing one of those kind of Cooper combo helmets, as opposed to a, a modern goalie mask. It's pretty solid. It's got some ears. It's got some hair all that good
2: stuff. So my problem with it is the ear. I, okay. I, like, I like the idea, but that having an ear painted on the side of your helmet kind of creeps me out. And he's okay. not the only one because Vancouver's uh, uh, Jacob Markstrom has a similar mask where he has like an old school mask, but you see the like, you see yeah, a guy like with a hair Cheever's on the kind side of, the of, thing. of it. And yep. I, yeah, it's creeped me out from day one. And so now we have two <laughs> ear helmets and I am not I don't know that I like this trend. <laughs> yeah. Well, on the plus side, it seems like they're painting relatively clean
0: ears on these, right? They're not doing like... Well, that's... Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, at least then. Uh, yeah. yeah, and they're not—they're not mangled. They're not—you uh, know—it looks like a, a Q-tip has been taken to those ears at some point in the last uh, month, at least. So, uh, so that's a good thing. I'm looking
2: at—I'm looking at a picture of Marshrooms right now, and it's got two ear holes into the ear. Mm. So it looks like maybe he's got some uh, unusual piercings, like one of those. Uh, what do they call those big things they put in there? Those with uh... the plugs. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Exactly, so it's it's kind of interesting that that's where he put the ear holes okay. in the ear.
0: <laughs> I mean, it makes sense
2: if you're going to put them anywhere. <laughs> yes,
1: Darren, you should add a hyperlink for the for the end of the show notes so people can check them out. Cause okay,
0: it's creepy. Okay, I'll certainly it's do so that. Creepy. Yeah, I'll certainly do that. Uh, also, we had Darcy Kemper came with a uh, a response to to uh, Auntie Ranta's kachina themed pads. <laughs> basically (laughs) basically the same thing but it's like uh, and we're still in goalie gear corner here i don't know if you guys uh recognize that but uh it's basically the same thing except uh it's just kind of his take on the on the on the pads with from the vaughn company instead of from brian's uh but really really cool it's got that moon logo at the top i was I was quite excited to see it. I
2: won't lie. Yeah, it's, it's a little more subtle than the, than uh, than his his uh, partner there because he just got the, just the moons, not the yep. full coyote Yolo logo on it. Yep,
0: yep. All right, that's enough of this. I'm sure we've uh, lost at least twenty listeners from this segment, or
2: you've inspired people to, to play the position. Ooh, wow. <laughs> growing the goalie union, the positive. growing the goalie union,
0: one <laughs> podcast at a time. <laughs> so we uh, we will move on to our next uh, our next segment here, which, John, I hope you're ready to do the the sound effect. Uh, but this is weekly one timers very good thank you john uh so first start with uh we'll kind of circle back to tom wilson who we mentioned last week after we recorded that show and i said on that show that i figured tom wilson would be suspended for all of eternity he got suspended for all of eternity with 20 games uh for for his hit uh now what do we think about this is this cruel and unusual punishment
2: or is this just well deserved for tom wilson it feels like a lot of games to me yeah Uh, i forget what his last his last suspension was like four games or three in the playoffs and they jumped to 20 um that felt like a lot but you know obviously he i think the number of suspensions he's had in a short period of time is what probably drew that length uh but it's like it's like a million and a, a million and a half in salary he's going to lose.
0: That's a lot of money to lose for yeah. hitting a guy. That's uh <laughs> that's pretty yeah. wild. You know, I didn't think it would be this much. It seems like a lot, but I
1: if if the league's really serious about this and sending a message, I think it's great. They are. They're sending it cuz it's it's a pretty consequential uh, financial hit to Tom Wilson and and hopefully others will take notice. Now there's not a lot of other predators in the game, but you know, Tom's been at the top of the list for a
2: while. Yeah, now he, he he is going to appeal it, so there's a chance that that gets cut down a little bit. So we'll have to watch and see if it ends up being 20 or if they cut it down somewhat.
0: Yeah, and maybe they are expecting it to get cut down a little bit, which is why they went so went so heavy. Ahead. I don't know. Uh, George, regardless, George Peros is not messing around. <laughs>
2: <laughs> John, John, you mentioned that that you know that they're trying to send a message, but it was it's also unprecedented to jump that high to 20 after three. And there's really no there's like no formula for it so it is it is kind of arbitrary well, which I, I think, think is why he's going to appeal yeah. it.
1: And I think the league acknowledged that. Yeah. This is unprecedented. We've never had su- such a repeat offender. Um, so, so yeah, you're right. But the league's coming down. I, yeah. I don't know. I think it's good, right? We don't we don't want injuries.
2: Did you yeah. see? Uh, I, I believe it was an ESPN article uh, where uh, they talked to some of the Capitals on opening night. Like TJ Oshie said, it was a garbage ruling, and they all had his teammates had his back. Uh, and he was allowed to dress and come out uh, during the banner ceremony uh, in full gear, full uniform. He skated out on the ice, just didn't play. So I, I was curious to see if he was going to come out on the ice, but he did do that. Yeah, that was kind
0: of funny, by the way, that he came out in full
2: uniform and then just yep, got went, a huge cheer, Took it course. back off and went up to the press box. <laughs> <laughs> now, Do you think he had to go back and shower or was he, already, he didn't really break a sweat, I wouldn't imagine? Yeah,
0: I don't think he broke a sweat. I do think uh, – I guess it depends because, like – the I'll tell you what. If, already. if if I put my equipment on for yeah. two minutes and take it back off, I need to shower for yeah. about an hour and a half. So it's
2: gonna be it's gonna be sweaty and nasty. Yeah, y- yeah. Same. But Same. Uh, you know, pro
0: hockey equipment is a little bit cleaner. I think they change it out a little more frequently. It, they have it, people doing their laundry for them and things like that.
2: If we, if we have listeners out there who aren't players, and I'm not a player, but I've been around locker rooms, and, and there, there is a very distinct hockey smell that the yes. gear gets. Yep. <laughs> and from what I understand, it's almost impossible to get rid of. Yep. So
0: what I've noticed is uh, my hands... <laughs> For some reason, and I'm, I'm sure every hockey player's experienced this, but my hands smell so bad after <laughs> I've played a game of hockey, and it does not come off no matter what you do. Like I actually have resorted to washing my hands with vinegar now, uh, which Ooh, sort holy. of helps, but it only wow. like really masks the smell. It usually takes a couple days before the stink fully goes away. So you know what
1: we should do is ask our listeners
0: to okay. to tell right. you know yeah. how, how do they solve the goalies or the excuse
1: me the hand smell.
0: Yeah. So when you're when hockey. you're writing. When you're writing your five-star review, if you have a (laughs) solution for resolving uh, the stink of hockey
2: hands... Let us know. We would love to know. Every, every fall when I show up for the Thunderbirds training camp, you know they've like this year they had like seventy eight kids or something at camp. You just walk into the building and you can smell it. Oh yeah. Oh
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like it's like when you when you know you're out in like uh like the the wilderness. You're like, Ooh, you smell that? That's <laughs> yep. nature. It's like you walk in but, and you smell this just disgusting stink. You're like, what is that? Oh, that's hockey training camp, it, baby. That's right.
2: But as bad as the smell is, there's a part of you that's like, oh, hockey's back.
0: <laughs> I, I love the smell of bo in the morning. It's wonderful.
2: <laughs> bo and ice.
0: Yeah. Uh, okay. So let's move on to our next weekly one timer. Thank you. Oh, that, that was, was slow. That was a little yeah, slow, a little like John. Like a,
2: that, that one got blocked. Yeah.
0: That one got blocked. Yeah. So <laughs> you fumbled it when it got
2: to you. Uh, Elias <laughs> Pettersson, your guy. What do you think, there, yes. Andy? Three goals in two games. He has four points. Uh- you know, my, my own, they, they played two games against Calgary. So my big hope is that it's, it's not just that he owns Calgary, that he can actually do that against the, the other 29 teams, three teams in the league. Um, but yeah, pretty amazing start for the guy. He's 19. He's, he's, he's small, you know, and he's playing a new position. He played forward or a, a wing in, in, Sweden and, and now he's there moving him at center. And I, I read an interesting article just this morning, uh, in the athletic, uh, by Jason Botchford about, uh, Travis Green, their coach you know, had wanted to like protect him and not play him too much because it is a new position. But as the games have worn on, he's, he's gotten more and more ice time. And I think he's playing more in the third period than he has at the start of the game because the Canucks really don't have a whole lot else. And the, the good news is that he's off to such a great start. The bad news is nobody else is doing anything for the Canucks. But so it's still early. We'll see. But boy, uh, you, you couldn't be more excited if you're a Canucks fan for for the start for this kid.
1: Well, I forget. What was the point total you predicted? You threw
2: out it's like first episode. <laughs> well, it's like I, forty goals. Oh, yeah. Thirty or 40 I goals? Said, I, think I, I think I said fifty goals and called her trophy winner. Whoa. So yeah. all right. Let's, he's let's, on, let's he, so it. far, so yeah. far he's on page to exceed that. So we'll see yeah. what happens. We'll track it. All <laughs> yeah. right.
0: Our next weekly one timer is Joe Thornton with a bit of an injury. So your guy, Dylan Gambrell, comes up. Now the Thornton injury, is this beard related? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, there's definitely a correlation there. Yeah, I do. want, I mean, he doesn't have the facial protection. He's probably a little off balance now. Um, he's not being weighted <laughs> down from the chin, so uh, you know, uh, I do wonder. But that's that's kind of cool that your your guy gets an opportunity now with the big squad. Yeah, and it's uh, timely since I'm over in New York, ready to check them out.
1: So, although I'm a big Joe Thornton fan, so that kind of that's kind of a bummer not seeing him. And obviously, you don't want to see anybody get hurt. So, see how that goes. Yep. Yeah.
2: The, the cool thing, too, is especially as, as we move forward with Seattle about where the AHL team is. So they had sent Gambrell down to the Barracuda, which is down the hallway from the Sharks' locker room. So uh, he actually played a game with the Barracuda, scored two goals in his first game there, and then immediately packs up his gear and walks back down the hall. So they were able to call him up really quickly. And so that, that's this trend now that all these California teams have moved their AHL teams out there can really help out uh, when you have an injury like Thornton and you can just get a guy right away.
1: Well, uh, the funny thing is, I you know I saw Gambrell had two goals in his first game on I believe Friday night, and yeah. then Saturday the Barracuda had another game, and I uh, was was looking at the stats and Gambrell wasn't in there (laughs) at the time. Thornton had not, had not been placed on IR and Gambrell had not been called up. So then I'm like, and then I saw the news today. This is we're recording it on Sunday that Thornton's hurt. Gambrell gets called up. I'm like, I I saw it was that he was at the practice in New York. So clearly he knew he was getting called up and started his trek back east or even joined the team when they came out. And, uh, depending
2: on when they came out so so he's here he's in uh new york right now to, to throw a little plug out there to nhl2seattle.com is we actually talked to gambrel earlier this summer so if you're interested in learning more about him and his his path from bonnie lake to san jose you can go find that on nhl2seattle.com
0: there you go excellent plug all right this week this wraps <laughs> up weekly one-timers Thank you. Let's move on. We I just wanted to sort of circle back because last week we talked about g- our games on the radar. And uh, Andy, you were kind of dumping on the idea of watching another <laughs> Pens Caps game. And that game ended seven yes. six in overtime. Uh, did and you did you end up watching it, or did you did you stick to your guns there?
2: I ended up watching the third period in overtime. Oh, okay. I but I but I, I want to state clearly that I did not turn on that game because I wanted to see Ovechkin and Crosby because I'm really I don't care about that matchup in particular anymore. But I was watching the Islanders and the Carolina Hurricanes, and it was one to one in the third period, and it wasn't the most exciting game. And the I saw on the scoreboard that there was like a 6-4 game going on. <laughs> so I switched over to that and saw uh, TJ Oshie score twice in like 20 seconds to tie it and then send it into overtime where the Penguins actually ended up winning.
0: Yeah, I saw a thing on Twitter of uh, – I think it was actually the N- the NBC DC uh, network sent out like uh, a video of TJ Oshie chugging two beers at the same time. And it was like here's, <laughs> here's another thing that he can do. He can complete two of in 20 seconds is – chug two beers and score two goals so that was kind of funny on the topic of the capitals why is it like why do i still in my brain think like oh this team they can't like i still have this mental block about the capitals even after they've won the stanley cup i'm like oh this team just they can't get there you know and then of course they come out and smoke the bruins and uh go (laughs) to overtime seven to six with the (laughs) with the penguins i what is that what is in my brain that i just i still don't accept them as a team that's
2: well, considered elite. Big- it's because you watch them for the last eight nine years. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> where they always seem to be like they like. Oh, this is the year. This is the team to beat, And then they get in the playoffs and they don't. They don't make it. Usually it was they couldn't get past Pittsburgh. But uh, yeah, you know, thirteen goals in two games. You got to like that. They probably don't like the six against right. uh, the second game. But they did shut out Boston, who's a good who's got a lot of goal scorers. So you know, it's interesting to see they have a new coach too. So we'll see how that plays out. Uh, I, I, I don't. You know, again, I, I wouldn't say any, any teams a lock uh, going back to back is tough, but. You know, maybe that actually getting there is giving them a little extra boost of confidence. Well,
1: and everybody was everybody was predicting the the whole hangover, like actual literal
0: hangover yeah. from
2: partying all, all summer. I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure they actually had some hangovers yeah. this summer. So Ovechkin's you know, clothes
0: are still drying from his fountain <laughs> swim. Yeah
2: it still smells like like day old beer yeah.
1: when you come out and wallop the pittsburgh that it kind of dismisses that right or excuse me
0: not pittsburgh uh, uh boston it quickly dismisses that that theory yeah i guess that's it i don't know i i for some reason still in my head and same thing with like vegas right you're like oh you know i know they went to the to the cup finals last year but i i expect them to take a step back this year and like they're not going to take a step back they're going to be great again what am i what am I saying? Although they did come out on opening night and and get kind of yeah. lit up by the Philadelphia Gritties, so uh, that was interesting to see. <laughs> I, I saw Mark Andre Fleury after that game had a ten goals
2: against average, ten 0. Nice, and that's the first time they the first time their franchise has been under five hundred. Yeah, although they're now at five hundred because they beat. Yeah wild last night <laughs> <laughs> two teams we just talked about the golden knights and the, and the capitals play a rematch on wednesday i believe it is the 10th so there you go that'll be well that would be fun to watch yeah definitely there's two yeah, teams that, that i
0: that i just can't wrap my head around as elite teams so uh <laughs> that'd be fun to watch for sure john you have any games on the radar i suppose you have one particular game you're looking forward to in the next 24 hours yeah, it's actually involves the Caps, but um,
1: it's against Toronto next Saturday, uh, oh. October thirteenth. I think it's going to be a good little test for Toronto and see how they they stack up against Washington, who obviously looks looks pretty good. Um, the game's on NHL Network next Saturday at four o'clock, so it should be pretty cool. Very
2: Where is cool. it? Is
0: it in Toronto or is it in uh, DC? At, at DC in DC nice Very cool we, we're gonna wrap up the show here with one more new segment that uh, we were sort of inspired by last week because we had the, the thing about this really grinds my gears so we're gonna do that <laughs> uh, except instead of calling it grinds my gears we're gonna call it get off my lawn so I don't know if we're gonna do this weekly or not but uh, again as as news dictates we're gonna have That's right. get off my lawn <laughs> so our, our get off my lawn for this week is it's not really news at all but I'm back on the Sunrise package and I have comcast cable and comcast cable still still in 2018 does not have center ice all in hd it still gives you i think two channels in hd and the rest are standard definition what in the
2: you you, <laughs> you you never realize how good high def is until you're forced to watch a hockey game in in the old low def.
0: I mean, hockey is made for high definition. Like there is no oh, yeah. sport that benefits more from high definition TV than hockey i mean you just it's so much like either either put it in high definition or bring me back the fox tracks glow puck please because i can't see (laughs) what is going on out there in standard definition so and what's crazy about that is for people
1: that don't know comcast owns nbc sports and that's the the broadcast partner in the u.s for the nhl and it's and they are aligned with hockey and so it behooves them to showcase hockey as best as possible because they – it doesn't make sense. I know DirecTV, I believe, still ha- has everything in everything HD. Is or, in HDN, everything is in HD yeah yes. And so it's just – it's ridiculous. I mean, but uh, I don't know. I'm just shaking my head right now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I know – I think you and Andy, are you an NHL.TV subscriber or do you do games? Yes, uh, yes. I,
2: I cut I cut the cord a while ago. So okay. uh So I watch it through my Apple TV and they're all in high def. So yeah, I don't have, but I've been there because I used to have the the Comcast kit uh, package. So here's my, here's my gripe about
0: NHL.tv though, because that's not perfect either. And this is the thing, right? Is I'm trying to figure out the perfect solution, but as somebody who lives on the West coast, but carefully follows a team in the central division that's 2 hours ahead. I'm usually not home in time to watch the games. So what I like to do is record them and then and then start them when I get home and then I'll fast forward through the intermission and kind of get caught up, right? And then that way I don't have to miss half the game and tune in late. You can't do that with NHL.tv because it doesn't let you uh record anything. So there's still like just no Perfect option that solves all the problems. I don't want to have NHL.TV and then have to miss half of every game, you
2: know. But I, I believe you can start the game from the beginning though. At any time, I think they oh. after the game you can go back and watch it from the start at any moment. Okay. Right. I know. I, I know. I, I did that last year because I, I went and got credentialed to cover Barzell's return in Vancouver, and uh, while I was eating my enjoying my pregame meal, I was sitting at a table with the Islanders uh, broadcast team which is Butch Goring was what is the color commentator That's and cool. they were going over the they're going over the I just e- I was eavesdropping on them going over the intro to their to their broadcast yeah. so I kind of thought I want to go see that in action now later on so the next morning I got up and watched it and sure enough they followed the script I heard talking about so but I think they post those later here's, I don't
1: yeah here here's the might, difference here's here's the catch you if the game is still going on you can start live, start from, or excuse me, start from the beginning of the game. Okay. But as soon as the game ends, you need to wait. I, I don't know how quickly they turn around, but it could be a couple hours at, the, at a minimum. But sometimes I think they even list it as twenty four hours later. So so if you got home, from the beginning. Yeah. yes, yes.
2: Well, if you got home midway through it. You could start from the beginning.
1: Yeah. So okay. I mean, there's just this last little bit they need to somehow post it quicker. And yeah. I think they
2: are posting it quicker. Just not.
1: There's no guarantee, right? And if you're you're avid fan, you want to. You really want to kind of start it as soon as you get home and not wait. Oh, you got to wait till ten o'clock at night to see if it, the full version is posted. So it's I it, there's some ch- technological challenges there uh but i will say i think nhl nhl tv with the high def and you can choose your um broadcast i really I'm, i went from nhl to NHL DT tv a while ago and you can watch it on a computer or phone yep.
2: um most devices if not all of them smart TVs potentially so yeah. so still do, nothing perfect I did have an incident last year where I tried to watch a Canucks game and I got this message that said that uh, because I'm in an, I'm in the local market that they couldn't show it to me. Yeah. And I thought, well, I don't think we've been awarded an NHL team yet. <laughs> so I had to <laughs> get on the phone. And apparently that night they were having a trouble they were having trouble with any game that was happening in Canada was somehow being blocked in the United States. So they they fixed oh, wow. it about this later, but that was a little annoying.
1: You know what's what's really cool about NHL.tv subscription is I since we don't have a team, we don't really have a lot of games that are blacked out. Now yeah. Blackhawks fans would probably argue with that because they're on NBC all
0: the time. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, that's I mean, all of their games are being played outside for some. Some reason too. That's right. Yeah, that's but true. The, but, way, the way things the way things are going, that may slow down a little bit. But I've
1: but on that, I've always wondered if the league actually has subscriber numbers by region or or kind of DMA because I would imagine there's a lot of subscribers in Seattle because a lot of the hockey fans move there. Yeah, and we're all subscribers i watch the sharks you watch the wild darren and and obviously andy watches canucks and i know tons of people that just they so dedicated to their team that's what they do so we have this huge advantage of not really having a team so we can all watch whatever game we want usually so but that's going to change
2: but i I think the only thing they block out would be the local team so let's say we Fast forward, and the, and the crap weasels have a game going on. Yeah, and you want to you want to watch it on your NHL TV? You you won't be able to because it would be available on whatever local cable they hook up with. That, that's correct. That's hey, correct. you know what? So I focused. think
0: I think I might write a blog about this this week, and you will likely be able to find that on NHL to Seattle <laughs> set set the record straight Darren. Yeah, good straight. plug. I good certainly plug. will. Thank you. Uh yeah, look for that later this week. That pretty much wraps up episode 5 though. This has been a good time, John. Thank you again for uh for taking time out of your vacation to do this hashtag #for the pod. That's wonderful.
2: For the
0: pod. Yeah. Uh we we do hope that you'll continue uh to support us by subscribing iTunes, subscribing on SoundCloud, subscribing on Uh, Spotify and make sure to leave us those reviews as we mentioned ad nauseum today. I'm sure you're tired of hearing about that. Uh, But we will definitely see you guys next week. We'll be back to uh, recording together live and in person. And we will have I'm sure lots to talk about again next week. So thanks for joining us and uh, and we'll talk to you guys soon. Bye. Right on.